For those of you who listened to the podcast a few weeks ago, you will remember me saying that I was going to put an offer on my Month to Manifest program. Month to Manifest is the easiest manifestation course on the market right now. My intention when creating this course was allow it to be easy, simple, time efficient, like I'm not about things that take me a lot of time or I just won't do them. So this requires at the most five minutes of your time a day to be able to really hone your intentions on a daily basis. And not only that, one of the things we have done is to create a community of like-minded people where we meet once a month on a live and we set our intentions for the month ahead. It is so powerful and you'll get to meet those like-minded people who share in your joy and in your love of manifestations and we all lift each other up. It is so amazing. I love it and I would love you to join. One of the things that I have always wanted to do as well is to make this affordable and not only is it affordable every day but I am also giving you a discount on that right now. All you have to do is DM me the word manifest on Instagram and I will send you the unique discount code. Come and join us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Unbreakable Mindset with me, your host, Jude Daunt. Now, I am going to start missing a couple of weeks just while we are in the six weeks holidays because my hours are getting cut back. I drop a day in the six weeks holidays so that I can have um, a day off through the week with my little one. But also it starts to get really busy for me in August because I take two full weeks off which means I then have to really kind of fit in all my clients and squeeze them into two weeks before I go away as well. So it's a really, really busy time. And whilst everyone's listening habits seem to be very different in the six weeks holidays, because not everyone is at work and you might be having weeks off, so you're not consuming the same amount, I felt like, do you know what? I can give myself a break and do alternate weeks. So rather than taking the full six weeks off or kind of taking a couple of weeks off at a time, I just thought I'd do alternate weeks. So you're going to get this episode and then you won't get one the week after and then you're going to get another one on the 22nd and then you won't get one on the 29th and then it'll be back to normal, I think, (laughs) come the 5th of September. So that's how I'm thinking it's going to work out. But if you don't hear an episode from me, then just know it is because the six weeks got too crazy. But that's kind of what I'm going to do a week on, a week off. Anyway, this week I have, and actually for the next episode as well, I have guests for you. So this week's guest is Laura Hawkins, and she is a mindset coach. And I was introduced to Laura through another podcast and the reason why I wanted Laura on is because I think the journey to become a life coach is always a powerful one whether you want to be a life coach or not it's fine please don't think that this isn't going to resonate with you because the journey to become a life coach and you find this pretty much with anyone who goes into therapy support work 
anything where they're doing things that really support other people is because they've been through something themselves. So you tend to find that the story of a life coach will always resonate if you feel like you have struggled. I mean, we've all struggled to be fair, so it is totally relevant for anyone who's listening, I promise. And I really loved Laura's story and how she got into coaching. So rather than me keep talking, let me introduce Laura. Laura's Instagram is Laura Lifts, and she also has a podcast which you can find on her Instagram link as well. So welcome to the podcast, Laura. Hello, Jude. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited. Oh, you're absolutely welcome. Tell us a little bit about what's the best question to ask? Let's start off with the current day. What do you love about coaching? Oh, what do I love about coaching? Connection, seeing the transformation and really just uplifting other people as well. Tell me a little bit about your story and what what led you to coaching so what what's the earliest like memory that you have of discomfort or something that you found uncomfortable that started to get you to change the way you think yeah so the first thing that comes to my mind is reflecting back when I was a teenager in school and I think we can all resonate with going through those feelings of feeling feeling insecure not feeling good enough and comparing yourself to a lot of other people I went through that period of time and never really felt good enough in who I was and as I grew into adulthood I began to make decisions and choices that were almost following the crowd of feeling that this was what I had to do or I was meant to do in order to be successful and I never really took the opportunity to listen to my intuition and and to follow that and have confidence within myself as a result I began to actually do a lot of focus or brought a lot of focus on my body and my image and the attention kind of shifted in always wanting to train and work out in the gym and this is where the Laura lifts came about from my page and it was focused on weightlifting and changing your body and looking a certain way I've always had an interest just to add as well in helping people and I actually studied social work at university many years ago now and that was my kind of track into wanting to work with others in some way and I went on my own path around the fitness aspect and that became very intense very full-on to the point that I was always overtraining, under eating, never really feeling good enough in how I looked, always thinking that if I changed something externally, it was going to help me feel different internally. And it was just on this treadmill from one thing to the next, consistently criticizing how I looked, always thinking that other women looked better than me. There was a lot of sisterhood wounding that was coming up. And it, it was quite an exhausting place to be in at the time. Now, can I pause you for a second? Yeah, sure. So in terms of that, because that's definitely not language I would use in terms of that. What did you say, sisterhood? Sisterhood wounding, which was around, yeah, to elaborate, it's, it's around feeling that I can't trust other women or other women aren't there to support me comparison all of or feeling that I'm attracting a lot of negative energy if that makes sense 
So where would that, so that wouldn't have been, so, so that's obviously your language now, but that wouldn't have been your language at the time. So what, what would, how would that have manifested itself? So that was that you just worrying what they thought and then doing what because of it? I like think, were, you, were your friendship groups very much kind of, were you on the outside of them or what would that have looked like in terms of your actions or responses based on you fearing what they think? I think it was more around comparing myself to other women or yeah. not feeling good enough or a lot of like self-doubt and following the crowd, not having my own voice and following my own path. And I think that that created a sense of wanting to be accepted by other women in some capacity and almost altering who I was wearing a mask to fit in. Mm-hmm. as a fear that I would be rejected or not accepted by other women and that caused me then even more so I think that this was a pattern from very early on in my life that I never really did feel that I could be safe within who I was at the time and be accepted and have new solid friendships with other women. So what would that have looked like at school then? Like you know, were you just constantly worried whether somebody was bitching behind your back or like, would you have tried, uh, were you kind of, I guess, not lying, but were you trying to be a a different version of like, who was the, this is a better question. Who was the true Laura, but who was the Laura that showed her? In school, I would say the true me was very creative. She was very active. She was a bit of a tomboy. And Mm -hmm. I think I lost a lot of confidence in fully being that version of me because when I was in school, it was just more of a case of making an assumption or a judgment towards other people. And a lot of that wasn't necessarily about what they were looking at from me. I take accountability around it was my perception of what I was viewing towards them. And it's then helped me to begin to focus on a lot of that work around relationships with women. And kind of fast forwarding it more to now one of the things that I've really noticed is because I am so drawn to my coach and being specifically with women I feel like I was called to go on that journey to really heal those beliefs or those stories or however it is that I was showing up that was my reality was mirroring back the thoughts that I was putting out in order to be able to then save women you know, save myself but create connection if that makes sense. So so when you were younger, okay, so I get it. So you were just trying to fit in. So you kind of pushed aside the creative side, the tomboy side, the sporty side. (laughs) Yeah. So what, so so school was very much kind of Laura showing up with this different persona who she really was. What, what did Laura kind of, uh, how did she show up with family? Like, did you feel like you could be yourself with, your family and if you've got any brothers or sisters or, or, or did you kind of hide everywhere or were you just showing up differently everywhere you know like a chameleon like were you a chameleon to all areas of your life or just when you were around like like friends at school I would say with family I was more of me I don't feel that I wore a mask with family it was definitely more social pressures I think yeah yeah Okay, so there, so, so we know then that it manifested for you as 
to fit in, and I'm totally taking your words here and you can tell me if this is not how you meant it. So to fit in, when you felt like you had a bit more control of it at an older age, you just went and you were really focused on, right, well, if I if I can get to this point in my fitness levels, if I can look a certain way, then I will fit in and nobody will say anything negative about us. Was that kind of where it went? Yeah, and that's when I would feel good enough or okay. attractive enough and accepted enough and significant enough, I guess. And how did that then, did, did that, was that a, a great um, coping mechanism or did it turn into a negative coping mechanism? Initially, the fitness was a way of me dealing with stress from my job. Mm -hmm. And then it definitely did manifest into something that was unhealthy. As I mentioned, there was a lot of over-exercising, under-eating and not listening to my body or negative self-talk. And I know that you're big on this as well, Drew, like the energy that you put towards something. If you're speaking Mm -hmm. very negatively about how you look, you're going to Mm -hmm. keep focusing on that. Your brain's going to seek it out and you're going to attract more of it back. So I think I was definitely in this cycle of no matter what external goal I reached with the gym, whether that was a certain personal best or a number on the scale or a dress size there was always something then I was moving the goalpost externally and I realized at that point that this isn't changing exactly how I feel and I was coming into my late 20s so this has been over a number of years where I was just in this mindset and that's Mm -hmm. it required me to really take a step back and take ownership and begin to bring in the mindset work this is where the personal development came in for me so tell me what you what was your journey of so you can see that actually although you went and, and on paper really this should be a good thing because you're taking something that feels uncomfortable and you're throwing a positive um a positive coping mechanism at it which is which is healthy eating which is kind of which is exercise absolutely which you know you you were looking after your body to try and get a a better outcome but actually because it came from a negative connotation because you were like you know it it came from a place of not feeling good enough it ended up spilling into kind of obsession and and consuming so what what did you then what opened your eyes to go I need to think differently about this. And what was your first step into mindset or personal development or or, or anything that kind of leveraged you out of that? Yeah, I was so consumed in what I was doing that I was just in autopilot a lot of the time. And just to add to that, I grew up during a period where diet culture was really big, focus on Victoria's Secret models, like that was the goal. So I was consumed by that period of my life. So it got to a point when the relationships that I had started to be affected or conversations with loved ones towards me of expressing certain concerns that was a real wake-up call and there was a few significant points where I started to say I don't actually feel good in how my body looks I feel that I have took it to the extreme and I didn't feel fully energized because I wasn't eating enough and it just Mm -hmm. wasn't a good place for me to be in so listening to what other people were saying was a big 
point for me and then taking a step back and looking at my own habits and patterns and also Mm. thinking about well how do I want to show up how do I want to live in the future what is the version of me who is healthy who is confident what does that look like and feel like now the personal development stuff came into place actually because I started to listen to a lot of motivational I don't know if this is really cliche but like motivational videos on YouTube and I went through a period where I was listening to them all but they were all very masculine like Joe Rogan, David Goggins, Tony Robbins energy and it was all of the mindset stuff and you know discipline and consistency Mm -hmm. and because I had the fitness background I was resonating with that a lot as well it did help me at the point and I was able to begin to you know dip my toe into it and then I started to read lots of different books such as the 5am club the compound effect and then there was a few others at the time that I started to read which then transitioned more into spirituality So the personal development stuff was a case of me being able to change my mindset, how I felt about myself. I wouldn't say at that period of my life that I had any form of depression or anxiety. It was just more the relationship that I had with me and wanting to trust myself better and have a greater sense of safety within my body and also to calm my nervous system more because I was just in this fight or flight consistently and so so at that point where you're doing that growth work you said there was no anxiety or depression present because I guess you focused on growth and 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 kind of getting better so prior to that what what would you say was your lowest moment then oh um my lowest moment was probably actually more recent um over the past about two or three years ago which was since then wow yeah and what what was that what 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 are you what what can you talk about in terms of that and what came out of it okay so to summarize what happened is I began on my self-development journey and I started to learn about spiritual spirituality implement spiritual Mm -hmm. practices and it was I remember really strongly it was in 2019 I made the decision to really take my self-development seriously and to start to change certain habits and I began to meditate daily and then as we know things happened in 2020 with the pandemic Uh so from 2021 I always refer back to it now and it's something I've been talking about a lot actually over the past couple of months I had been doing the work I had obviously embarked on this self-development journey Mm -hmm. and I'd shown up in different areas. However, I still wasn't fully content with certain decisions that I was making or certain points of my life. And I began to notice that the universe was putting me through a lot of tests and that meant that a lot of things were leaving my life. And it felt for me as though things were getting worse. And that included a breakup just all that issues personal issues that were going on and I began to really question I've put all of this work in place I've had this desire at this stage as well to want to build a business and how I want things to look in my life and it just didn't seem to be progressing in the way that I'd hoped I guess that was my expectation and Mm -hmm. at that stage it was July 2021 
I was in like a real low moment of, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. And Mm -hmm. the way in which that I did was I began to spend some time journaling in meditation, kind of just coming back to within me and then picking myself up from there while still having other healthy habits working out just to add as well is still a big part of my life I do work out consistently my relationship with training and my body is very different to what it used to be historically and I hope people are following me here because I know my story I'm kind of jumping from one thing to another it is so big so right I'm gonna bring you back to something but go on <laughs> no, it's fine so yeah that was the that was kind of a point there what I find with spiritual awakenings is there's a very like there's a misconception that you just go through one spiritual awakening and then that's that your life just gets better mm. which it actually isn't the case you can go through multiple spiritual awakenings and that can require sometimes the universe to rock bottom us and it's okay for those things to happen it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that anything's going wrong as such I it's just an opportunity to look at what what is required to change or how can you release certain things or certain decisions that aren't saving you are or aren't in alignment with you anymore and I think that that's the evolution part because I find that the more we do work on ourselves and the universe really wants us to step into our manifestations and attract the things that we want because I feel if we have a vision for something that we really want to do and we can't stop thinking about it it's because it's ours to create and the universe wants to co-create with us and sometimes Mm -hmm. if we're completely misaligned with certain choices that we're making for example if we're in a relationship that doesn't fulfill us or isn't good for us it isn't healthy then don't be surprised if certain things happen that remove that relationship away from you and it is always for your highest and greatest good even if you feel at the time that it's not I always think that things make sense like further down the line it's not until you can look back and you can start to see ah that's why that happened now because it's led me to this position so yeah the spiritual awakenings is has been something that has just enabled me to elevate more and what I mean by that is just grow more in confidence grow more in self-belief and speaking my truth and really trusting my vision yeah I loved what you said there actually and it was something that um we were talking about on my uh month to manifest um live that I did this morning so as synchronicities go it's wonderful that that (laughs) you've kind of brought it up as well because I think when you are putting stuff out to the universe and either you feel like it's not happening or it happens and you sabotage it it's because there's a level of growth that you need to do to either allow it in or to keep it yeah and and that's huge and we're all and I love what you said there we're always gonna get it we're always going to have something that's going to come at us sideways that we either not expecting um, or, or that triggers us because what's happening there is the universe has given you that opportunity so that you can grow from that because if you're not growing, you're just standing still. And you've got to do that 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 growth work. And, and it doesn't matter what age you get to, there's always going to be some growth work that you need to do because there's a new... There's a new um, decade that you're going into. There's a new level of business that you're going into. There's always got to be growth. And sometimes that growth might be that you kind of 
level out before you get up to that. So sorry, my question to you was going to be, when did you, uh, there's probably a gap there from you kind of hitting rock bottom to then that little bit that you talked about there where everything kind of fell out the bottom. When was your journey to becoming a coach? What did that look like? When did you wake up and go, actually, I'd quite like to to get my um, qualification in coaching and I want to do this as a as a business. When when was that happening for you? Yeah, that was around 2020, probably late 2020, yeah. when I'd yeah. spent a good year focused on self-development work and yeah. really beginning to explore things and just find what it is that works for me, lots of different tools, lots of healthy habits and focusing Mm. on filling up my cup. I definitely went through a period where, and I don't know if you can resonate with this, where I felt that I had to do all of the things all at once and tick all of the boxes. And I went through that like real intense phase with the self-development. So I know my own path. No, but you know what? I think I'm not like that, but that sounds very much like your personality type, especially if, if you were like, right, well, if I need the people to stop talking about us, I'm going to get an X weight. I'm going to have this muscle. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like you, you sound like somebody who goes, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it properly. And you go full throttle and then kind of sabotage yourself. That's not me. I don't have that energy. <laughs> Mine is, my, my thought process goes, oh. Wouldn't it be nice if I could do that? And then my head used to, obviously I've done the work on this, my head would have went, yeah, you can't do that. It's not for people like you. And then I would maybe, the universe would offer us little side steps into it and I would fall into it. And then years later I realized, oh, that thing I thought might happen for me actually did happen. Mine's a very slow kind of like, uh, less self-sabotage than you. You sound like somebody who's very much kind of like all or nothing, perfectionism throw yourself into it sabotage pick yourself up learn from it yeah is that right yeah pretty much that, <laughs> yeah. that was definitely my pattern in the past but yeah so the, yeah. that was that happened with the self-development period and then I as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast I've always wanted to well I've always been connected to Help helping people, people impacting mm-hmm. people in some way and I've always ha- been really good at communicating and mm-hmm. people feeling that they can open up to me in my, you know, in my presence and building those one-on-one connections. I'm always much better for some reason, or I always have been with people one-on-one, you know, even like one-on-one yeah. friendships. That's just been a, a place where I've always found myself <laughs> or just people yeah. sharing the life story with me, which is, which is fine. It's just, it's just like patterning that I noticed. So I had this vision of when I think about my future self and what she's going to be doing and how she was going to be living. And it was so clear to me that coaching was a path that I wanted to embark wow. on. Yeah. And do you think that's just because you'd watched so many coaches on your on kind of the little the, the little YouTube videos and things like that that it opened your eyes to actually coaching could be a career for you I guess so and there were there were you know other glimpses of things and certain mini courses that I was doing at that point I hadn't invested yeah. in a 
in a coach a massive amount at that stage of my journey just yet so that was more on the horizon but there were these certain glimpses that I knew I wanted to go down the road of coach content creator and playing with the idea of starting my own podcast mm-hmm. and also remembering how these videos that I was watching on YouTube there was one in particular a creator who actually did come on my podcast when I first started getting guests on and her name is Isabel Palacios and I always Mm -hmm. give her a shout out because she had such a significant point in my journey a lot of her content was talking about being in your worth and not settling and female empowerment and it, it really did give me that sense of everything that she's saying makes it just it's perfect for what I need and it's really landing for me so that was the point of I know that there's a way that I can share my voice and the things that I've learned the experiences I've got and you know be that ripple effect for other other people amazing amazing and so so I guess the 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 thing that that I was trying to get out there is that although you've made the decision to become a coach and and 2020 sounded like a massive year of growth for you yeah. You then hit the wall after that. Like you bottomed out. Yeah. What, what when was that? What 2021 was it where Yeah. everything kind of fell away from you. Yeah. And I do think it was the analogy as we've touched on before about things not being aligned and the universe yeah. seeing how hard I had been working and how much I was showing up and you are right I'm the type of person who is full in if I'm doing something I'm doing something and I think that works well in some ways and then obviously there's yeah. certain the negatives to as to anything really there's lightness and yeah. dark in, in the world so I yeah. yeah that happened and I I began to or what I do want to say actually at this point in 2020 I always had this inner knowing that things would make sense and I think that was because I had done a lot of work and I had read lots of different books I'd began to invest in courses and began to understand myself better so there was always something that was telling me this is part of the Mm -hmm. journey and the path and as you mentioned when we're wanting to rise up into a new version of us and we're wanting to attract things that we've never had energetically before, we have to be a match to that in order to hold it and sustain it. Because the last thing that I wanted was to create this success through a coaching business and then it quickly dwindle away or build my podcast and then it quickly, I, I don't stick with it anymore. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the last thing that I wanted and I want to be able mm-hmm. to, well, my vision was always about I think slow and sustainable growth is actually the best way to be honest with you, Jude, because you are able to feel safer in that environment, mm-hmm. in that energy, and then the universe will bring those opportunities. And then it's, I feel that it's up to us to put ourselves out there where we're aligning ourselves and we're showing that, yeah, even though this might feel uncomfortable to me, I'm going to invest in the coach. I'm going to show up to the live course. I'm going to join the membership. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the new gym. Like whatever it is, they're the things that help you go from where you are to where you want to be. But until we start mm-hmm. to actually do our bit, we can't co-create so I think instead of me feeling why is everything going wrong I did I don't get me wrong I had those thoughts but I had to go into that moment of reflection to coach myself out of that to see that instead of it being like a woes me mindset of this is happening for me 
life is happening for me and even if it doesn't make sense right now it's going to make sense soon enough and it's interesting because even over the past year through coaching clients I can see how Mm -hmm. that those experiences that I had gone through over the past number of years have brought me to where I am now to be the the woman and the coach that I am now through certain choices I've made yeah 100% and and, you know I always say this to the students as well it's like whatever's coming up for you especially when they're working through the uh the study material whatever comes up for you know that it's probably going to come up for a future client yeah and you're going to be doing the work now on yourself and and that could be anything whether it's you know the most painful thing or whether it's just an acknowledgement that this is one of your triggers that you'll be able to empathize with the person in front of you because you, you tend to find that your clients who find you are like yeah. you because they resonate with you or else they wouldn't. So, so it's always, it's, everything's relevant. And, and even if you're not a coach, so sorry for all listeners who are not a coach and don't want to be a coach, like, <laughs> everything is relevant. You attract in what is meant for you, but also you're doing this growth work because there's something else coming. It's... Um, There was something else I was going to say, sorry, in terms of what your journey, and I want people to recognize this because some people watch the videos, read the books, listen to the podcast. They know so much about the personal development side of things and they're so knowledgeable, but the one thing they really struggle to do is to change where they are now to get where they want to be. And sometimes the gap between this is doing the work with somebody else. And, and for somebody else to kind of show you how to implement that on you and how that's relevant to you. Because when you read the books, when you listen to the um, the podcasts, when you watch the YouTube videos, it's very generic. Yeah. So although, yes, you might know everything. And if you sat here thinking, well, I've done all that. So how come I haven't had the journey Laura's had in terms of that getting out the other side of it? It could be because it's not been specific to you and that you might need to do the work with somebody else or you might need to figure out a way I appreciate it's you know not everyone can afford coaching so it might be that you need to figure out how does that apply to you the content that you're watching obviously is is creators or, or people who write books they have to make it as generic as possible so you've got to figure out how does that resonate with you so sorry, Laura, what were you going to say that you were going to jump in? Yeah, I love that, what you've just shared. I think the only thing I was going to add was sometimes we think that it's just us who are going through these experiences and that's why a lot of people can feel quite isolated and lonely. Yeah. And what, another reason why I embarked on my coaching journey and the podcast is I wanted to help people feel less alone. And I started to realise that what's personal is universal. Usually we're all experiencing something in some way, shape or form and maybe that is because you've gone through a a difficult time and if you are wanting to be a coach or maybe you're not there could be a certain friend or relationship that you come across where you're able to you know hold them and support them in that moment that you've experienced in the past and that's how you're really able to to help other people and I always think of the analogy of if you're back in school and you think the teacher asks if anyone's got a question and then no one puts the hand up apart from like one brave person and they ask the question it's the question everyone's thinking about it's the same thing Mm -hmm. really with with life of we think that it's just us who are stuck on something and what you begin to realize through community and communication and 
feel unsafe with a coach or with friends or whoever that is in your space that actually we all go through limit and beliefs and fears and we all wonder whether we are good enough and that's an opportunity then to be able to say it's not just about me so it isn't just about oh it, it means that I'm, I'm going to always be like this and I'm always going to be listening and consuming and then nothing's changing you can make a decision to change your beliefs what you mentioned there about how people can be in this place of consuming all of the content I went through that journey as I mentioned myself and it wasn't until I started to do the deep internal work and even if you can't invest in a coach right now maybe you're not at that stage yet it is looking at spending time I would say with a journal and notepad and there's a lot of free resources that you can find on YouTube as well for like hypnosis or EFT something that really helps you tap into the subconscious mind I would also recommend going to like breathwork classes if there's any in-person breathwork classes in your area because that really takes you deep into the subconscious too but it's anything that really applies for what it is that you want to do, how you want to feel, not what the author's saying or the podcast host is saying. How's this show up for your experiences, how you want life to look, how you want life to feel. And as, as I mentioned as well at the beginning, I got so caught up because I think it was maybe a case of just lack of confidence of thinking, I needed to make certain choices because I had to do that it's about remembering your life is yours to create so how do you want how do you want this work to help you how do you want this work to change how you're feeling and then act in accordance to that and knowing that even if you have days that you fall off track or weeks that you don't implement the routine don't make that mean anything like you can still then Mm -hmm. go back into it it doesn't have to be this all or nothing mentality it's a case of honoring your human you're going to go through emotions life situations and they're the times actually that you'll want the tools even more not when things are high flying and going well because we tend to let things slip when we are doing so well but it's the the tools that have helped you get there so it's cultivating and finding something that works for you what does this mean to me instead of jumping from one thing to the next or one coach to the next I think we can all be guilty of that in some senses and I don't know whether it's I don't know what your thoughts are on Jude on this whether it's like we get this kind of buzz or like I've listened to something it's really inspired me I feel activated but then it's kind of you're looking for the next hit of listening to something inspirational but nothing's actually changing in the physical reality have you noticed that with your clients or your own journey not with my clients because any work that that we do they have to do work outside the session so Mm. things naturally change for them so I wouldn't say it with my clients but I would say um definitely with manifestation so rather than mindset but manifestation I think um you can I guess what happened there was something happened for me yesterday that two years ago I would have been like buzzing about like if it had happened I would have been so excited and think oh my god the universe delivered that to me it came out of nowhere like I can't believe it's answered it's answered my prayers kind of thing And yesterday it happened and I was a bit flat afterwards. And I started to really reflect on why something that I would have really wanted in my life 
two years ago and it happened. Why do I feel flat about it? And so doing that work, that reflection work, I don't know if this answers your question, but doing that reflection work on kind of understanding why why is that not giving me the same feeling now? Because it should, because it's something that I, that I really wanted a while ago and it's happening. Yeah. So why am I not feeling the same with it? But I think if if it's the case of the, the first bit that you said, where, where you kind of get a hit off it, but then nothing changes, then it's just... I guess it's realizing that the thing that you're looking for then, then there's the instant gratification yeah. and nothing's going to change if it's just instant gratification all the time. Cause there's nothing really changing with that. Is it? It's like going out and buying the new phone or <laughs> going out and, and buying the handbag. It's only ever going to feel good for a short period of time, but you're just going to go back to how you feel. Cause nothing's changed. You haven't done the habits and actions that are going to sustain you to feeling good all the time. Yeah. And it's so easy to fall into that behavior pattern because we do live in a society where we're instantly rewarded. Instant gratification mm-hmm. is everywhere from the internet to ordering something online. And it comes the next day to go into starbucks and getting a coffee in the drive we can get everything readily available now which is great but then i do think we have an expectation on ourselves that that's how our life should be and we all know that great things do take time and we have to be patient with ourselves we can't force things to happen or micromanage the universe that's when we create these levels of resistance and expectations and I thought what you've just mentioned is really interesting actually how we have a certain expectation of when I receive this this is going to then help me feel a certain way and I always Mm. wonder you know whether that is because it could be that you've trans transitioned you've grown so much and maybe it's just not an alignment anymore or do we just place an expectation so much of something outside of us having a certain feeling or impact in our life? Yeah, I think for me, yeah, it's it's probably that element of what it used to do, it doesn't need to do anymore because it happens all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So therefore, it's like, well, then how do I, because I don't want it not to feel anything. So how do I make it as significant? So I'm going to be doing like definitely this week, I'm going to do a lot of reflection work on why did it actually make us feel the opposite? It made us feel a bit flat. Yeah. So, but but that's again, and I was going to ask you this question. So this aligns perfectly. So I know that whether it's a gym routine or whether it's my business or even just friendship that or even just my day off, right? That I'm going to do something the way I've always done it. And eventually I will get bored, right? I won't feel the same about it. So I know that that's my time for my kind of emotional check-in to go, right, what do you need to change? What do you need to start doing? What do you need to stop doing? Because you're not feeling the way you've always felt, right? So at the minute, and this is the first time it's ever happened to me, in the last week, my energy, right? So there's two flights of stairs that I have to walk up to get to my office. And for the last, how long have I been in this office? I think I've been in the office five years, right? That I'm, I'm always the first one in the building. I'm, a, I'm an early starter, always have been, but even more so now because I have to pick the kids up when they finish school. So, so I get to the mm-hmm. office for half seven. So I'm the one that opens the big double black doors. And, and that feeling when I first got those keys, right? 
that feeling when I had the keys to my office, oh my God, what a level up for me because the thick dude who didn't think she was worth anything at school, like would never have believed one, that she had her own business, two, Uh that she could have her own office, three, that it would look as amazing as it does and as feel as good as it does. So, So that feeling for me has never left me. That feeling of turning the keys in the door, walking in and going, I love what I do. I, lo- I even did a bloody reel on it not that long ago, right? Like it never gets old, that feeling <laughs> of walking into my office. And in the last week, I'm tired. Walking up the stairs, I can feel every step. My legs feel tired. My legs feel heavy. My energy is really low. Now, I don't know whether <laughs> it could be. And again, it's this lovely, it's, it's when you've done the work on yourself. You don't just sit into the feeling. I'll never sit into the feeling. I'll never allow the feeling to just think, oh God, I feel crap today. I'm like, why do I not feel as good today? What is going on? It's a lovely, gentle conversation. And I'm doing a lot of that discovery work at the minute. Like, why is it just because, do you know what? I work six days a week. I'm ready for my time off. Like yeah. maybe it's that, but I don't think it is because work gives me energy. So I do, I, I'm telling myself that's what it is, but I don't think that's what it is. So I am doing a bit of reflection work on that at the minute in terms of what is needed. And it could be <laughs> that I think I talked about it last episode where I've realized that I always thought I was fasting and I'm not because I have a cup of tea in the morning and I have three coffees before before I've even ate my first bit of food. So really that fasting time I thought I was doing wasn't fasting. So I've started to take away the morning coffees, the morning cup of tea so I don't know whether why those things used to give me energy and I've taken them away. So it could be that. It could be really simple that actually <laughs> I just need to go back to what I've always done because that makes us feel good. Or I maybe just need to change up my morning routine. It might just be that I just need to change it up just slightly and I do something different. But I'm, I'm really working on that. So then my question to you is... As a coach and, and doing it for, for, for this period of time that you've done it for and going through the growth work, what is your current reflection and what is your current next piece of growth work that you know you're working on that you need to change till you get to your next level? Oh, that's a big that's question, a really isn't it? That's amazing question. <laughs> it is. I do want to answer. I do want to just mention yeah. something from what you've shared because that's that. For, for me, like some of the things that were coming up with that was around looking at whether it is a certain your routines or certain habits but I don't know if you do um, you track your cycle because sometimes your cycle can really influence your mood as well in terms of how you're feeling or if you feel a little bit flat or less energy I mean it could be to be fair I'm perimenopausal and I've got my appointment with my private clinic tomorrow morning so it could just be that I need to up Ah. my um my um gel that I put on it could easily be that like there's so many things that it could be so I'm I, I, I'm just in that reflection moment m- moment and kind of problem yeah solving. yeah I think for me as well it is one of those things I love how you still have that feeling oh, with the that. office and the achievements and feeling so grateful like wow that is amazing and 
I think when things become our normal day-to-day reality we just it's just part of what we have and it's like you get a new car and then you're really excited because you got a brand new car and then a year later it's like okay yeah I love the car but it's just that feeling's gone because anything that we truly want it's just a feeling really that we're working towards so to answer your question I have gone through a lot of significant growth over the past couple of months and I feel a lot of it is as a result of consistently showing up to do the inner work and investing in myself and applying the work and putting myself out there. And I do believe that if we show up and in something called the compound effect, it does start to take place. Um, I really want to be in a moment where I'm able to connect with what I've created and manifested to keep it and sustain it you mentioned about the pattern and you noticed in what I've shared around self-sabotage so obviously because I have the self-awareness around that I don't want that to be a story for me I want this to continue to grow and open up to see what the universe has in like next I guess but then not be in the present moment I'm so guilty at times of okay what's next okay I've achieved that what's next I've done that I've launched that program and it went really well what's next and it's like yeah that it's good to have that as an ambitious woman but then it's also important for me to just take a little bit of a step back so I'm just in this time now where I'm wanting to really continue to implement and integrate everything that I've learned and work on my health and wellness that's an important thing for me around continuing to have my healthy habits uh, what I'm you know putting into my body how I'm feeling and not allowing the busyness of building a business and still working a full-time job steer me away from taking care of myself it's a big part of my messaging as well what I share with listeners and my clients so I always want to be embodying that because of my own experiences in the past I know how it feels to not do that and to let that kind of be a a, from a coming from a different level let's say so right now what's next for me my longer bigger term vision is to be doing my coaching full-time it's to continue to grow the podcast and serve women in lots of different ways I'm really as I mentioned, drawn to the wellness side of things. However, I do have my spiritual <laughs> side, so it's so hard for me to put myself into a box and say I just help women with mindset because it's so much yeah. deeper than that and there's a lot of yeah, layers to things. So yeah, my next step is to just continue with this momentum that I've built and to c- cement it and see what is next, Amazing. I guess amazing what a perfect point to end on I love that I love everything about your journey I think it's really reflective in terms of you can't go on this journey of change if you're not willing to look at where you keep sabotaging what keeps coming up for you and and being able to do that work and not only have you done that work but you're also doing it with other people now and 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 that's so powerful so Go listen to um, Laura's podcast. I'll put the link underneath. And you can also follow Laura on Instagram. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. Just a reminder that the podcast won't be here next week, but we'll be back on the 22nd of August where I have another amazing guest for you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Unbreakable Mindset podcast with me, your host, Jude Don't. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please do share with others. And it would mean a huge deal to me if you would rate, review, follow and subscribe on your podcast app. This will allow the podcast to keep growing and going to new audiences. And if you want to know all the ways in which you can work with me directly, please visit judontcoaching.co.uk. The links will be in the show notes. I'm a sushi chef. I also happen to be a cat. How'd I get here? Adobe Photoshop. It turned a cute kitty like me into a sashimi master. And it can make your images look amazing too. In just a few clicks, you can replace a boring background, swap out a so-so sky, and remove distractions like people and power lines. With Photoshop, everyone can. I love playing with this mouse. Click or tap the banner to visit Photoshop.com and pounce on your free trial today.